This is Magic City Soccer. Es el fútbol de la ciudad mágica. This is Magic City Soccer. Este es el fútbol de la ciudad mágica de Miami. This is Magic City Soccer. Let's go, Miami FC. This is Magic City Soccer. This is Magic City Soccer. Vamos, Miami. This is Magic City Soccer. This is Magic City Soccer, bitches. Este es el fútbol de la ciudad mágica de Miami. This is Magic City Soccer. This is Magic City Soccer, and we are coming to you live from Concrete uh, Brewery in Wynwood um, for the Miami FC kind of grand opening of the home season. Uh, and just having me and Drew isn't enough. Drew's here. How you doing, Drew? Um, happy to be back. I missed last week, but I uh, pledged allegiance to Fort Lauderdale last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Drew was on the tailgate show up in Broward County. We'll talk about that later, but again, the big news is who we got. We've got two very special guests with us live, Michael LaHood, Calvin Resende. It's two of the, the biggest names on Miami FC, and so we're going to shut up and let them talk. How about that? So, uh, Drew, how about you get the first question? Okay. Um, man, you put me out like that. Uh, I'm going to talk to one half of the Wonder Twins. Um, so you started the last game. Uh, how does it feel to be kind of now being more incorporated into the roster, going into the second year of the team? Um, we, we love you seeing you at midfield. So how, how does that feel being you know shifted more towards into a position where you're getting a lot more starts now? Do you it, feel confident? It feel good, especially to start against, to, especially <laughs> to start against uh, a big team such as New York Cosmos, you know, reigning champs. I felt blessed to, to be able to start that game and be a part of that win, historic win. So. Awesome. Uh, I will take the second question also. I'll throw it to Mike. Mike, you played out of position last week. Uh, the team has kind of got some uh, injuries during the preseason. Uh, you picked up a sweet assist. Now you got the captain's armband, so uh, you're, you're the boss of the team right now, as it seems. You got the sunglasses on. Uh, how was that shifting positions? You know, in the preseason, you played midfield all, all, all the preseason, and then second game, you're playing uh, right back uh, against the Cosmos. Um, well, you know, before I answer that, I just want to give Calvin an extra shout out. You know, I I have the pleasure, or sometimes the misery, of playing against Calvin <laughs> in training. Um, the one word to describe Calvin is relentless, and it's an it's been an honor to kind of see his development, his progress, and uh, I'm just really proud of you, man. Thanks, you, you deserve it. Um, and you know, playing right back was something I discussed with Alessandro uh, about two weeks ago when we had some injury problems. And I walked into his office and just told him point blank, "Hey, if you need someone to fix something in the back, I'm your guy." And I didn't know that he was going to take a huge risk. And probably the biggest. Game. <laughs> it tends to be Alessandro, where he, you know, he told me to go home, and then two weeks later, he's like, "Okay, you're in." Um, but you know. There's no better person to learn from than the best. And for me, he made it so much easier. He simplified what to do, what not to do. Um, and I think it helps to also play the position Calvin plays when called upon um, to know where he needed to be and to be able to, you know, orchestrate where he should stab, when he should stay. And by the end of the game, I think we were pretty much uh, in sync. Yeah, the chemistry was there. Yeah. It was nice. Yeah, you know, chemistry is a big deal, and, 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 and as you mentioned, uh, as Drew mentioned, and, and as Michael, as you kind of alluded to, taking on the captain's armband, if you can kind of explain what the significance is, to you at least, what's your perspective on taking on that role of leadership for the team? Um, well, for me, it's a, it's an honor. You know, I 
I came to Miami um, last year to make history, to make something, to be a part of something that I could call my own when I finish playing uh, my career, whenever that is. And, you know, I, I didn't expect this to happen so quickly, but uh, it's an honor. And for me, how I approach uh, wearing the armband is um, it's not just one person that leads the team. So when we're on the field, yes, the armband comes with responsibilities and there's moments to step up, but there's other guys on the team that also bring a lot of leadership qualities. And, you know, it's been a privilege to have those guys to support me um, and support the team. I think of Richie Ryan, Daniel Vega. Um, I think of, you know, when he's not taking selfies in South Beach, Enzo Ranella. Vincenzo. Vincenzo. You know, so it's not a one-man job, but, you know, it's an honor and it's something that I'm still learning. You know, I've, I've made mistakes thus far. <laughs> I've said things I shouldn't have said. Um, but, that's you know, why you're on here. That's why yeah, that's, yeah, that's why <laughs> I'm on the ESPN. Mistake <laughs> number one, joining um, Magic City Soccer. But, you know, it's it's a process. And, you know, I'm honored to, to be learning it at this point in my career. Speaking of things uh, you've said that maybe you shouldn't have, was it weird having Restrepo on the field because he was involved <laughs> in your... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I caught on to that... Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I was going to say something I shouldn't have said. But, <laughs> we but are so, live. We are live. Uh, no, I mean, I've never seen Walter play. I'd, I'd heard a lot about the, the you know, the, the mystery and the myth of Walter Estrepo. Uh, he's a good player. He's, uh, he's fast, and he's very direct in how he plays. And you know what? You know, hopefully Baggio puts him in his back pocket like he did against uh, nice. this past week. You know, he's their most dangerous player. And, you know, all jokes aside, he's a guy that we have to respect uh, but not fear and keep an eye on this weekend. Restrepo is definitely, I feel like, the all-NASL team, like, all-time. Both with, like, his 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 level of play and, like, the stuff that he's been involved with. He's, like, kind of the definitive NASL player. Um, uh, so, Calvin, uh, the season's underway. Obviously, we're celebrating yes. the start of the home schedule, but we're now two games in. Um what do you see from the team so far that you're like, yeah, we're hitting on all cylinders two games in, and what do you see as, all right, we can do even better? Well, it's it, this is the second year that Miami's, you know, been around. And, uh, <laughs> sorry, I gotta get closer. So, the one thing that, that Miami FC, like, as players and a coach that we really focus on is work ethic and pushing hard and whether we lose, whether we win, it's the same work ethic. And it's nonstop. It doesn't end with one win, and uh, we just keep going. So we're looking. We're very excited to play our first home match, this home opener of this uh, this year, and we're gonna we're gonna bring it all. So I think we're all looking forward yeah. to that. Uh, Drew, I'll let you have the last word with these two, so they can get on and actually have some fun. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I don't have a good prepared question, so I'll go with some crappy uh, sports radio cliche. Um, let's, let's go with goal predictions for each one of you uh, for the upcoming season. I know Lahood's a pretty selfless player, always loves to pass. He already got an assist on the season. He knitted one last year. What, what do you got in the tank? Um, <clears throat> goal predictions? I'm, I'm predicting five. Five out of Lahood? For, this is for the whole season? Yes. The whole season. No, that, not the game. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you might. He no. takes a lot of shots. So. My little hood says he's going to score five against the Cosmos. You heard it here first. Oh, you got you got that ping off the, off the crossbar at Barry's. Yes, I know. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, I, I'm, I just want to get one on the scoreboard. That, that's my first goal. So <laughs> one, one and work from there. One goal at a yes, time. Yeah, I think that's a good go. approach. Uh, work so, for AA and soccer. Yes. <laughs> I'll drink to that. So, all right, you guys are off the hook. All right, Calvin, thank you so much. Michael, thank you so much. Uh, Yeah, you had him here. Uh, uh, Michael and Calvin on Magic City Soccer. Welcome back to uh, Concrete Beach Brewery in beautiful Wynwood, Miami, Florida. We are back, uh, Magic City Soccer. Uh, Calvin, uh, Resende, and Michael LaHood. Fantastic guests. Resend, we have to say Resend. Resend? Or is it Resend? But the the R is supposed to be an H in Brazilian. See, that's the thing. This is the thing. I don't... Okay, so Resend. 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 Uh, and Michael LaHood. That one I know I got right. Um, they were wonderful guests on earlier, but uh, let's get down to the nitty-gritty. Um, Lee Eifens, as I said, everyone's favorite Welshman, is here. He's currently pointing at himself on the screen. No, that was a little love heart. Someone sent me a love heart. Oh, we got a little heart. We got a little heart. Wonderful. Um, so, uh, Lee... Uh, First off, let's reflect on this event a little bit because we're all very excited for the season to start. What's your favorite part of the uh, event here at Concrete Beach so far? Well, I think that um, there are certain things in life that go together and soccer and beer are two things that go very well together. Miami has an amazing craft brewery scene. Yes, it does. Concrete Beach is a perfect example of that. And I think that, let's be honest, in this country, soccer is, is kind of a counterculture, you know? You, you have the major leagues, and that's great. I love the Dolphins. I love going to watch the Panthers play. I'll skate over basketball very quickly. <laughs> um, but, uh, but I think it's important to tap into people who maybe want a different experience from sitting in an arena to, uh, supposed to be outside and cheering for a team. Um, and it's a different experience. I'm sure you'll agree, Matt. It's not better, but it's different. It's a different thing when you go to a soccer game. And, and I think that we gave people a taste of that tonight. And maybe a few people will, uh, will be turned on by that and we'll come down and check it out. You know, I actually think, and, and I'm, I was kind of thinking about this as you mentioned it, um, I think the craft brew experience in America has some lessons to offer the soccer experience in America. That craft, craft brewery started out, you know, looking, especially at the West Coast, like 20, 30 years ago, as a real niche thing. And people are like, why are you doing that? Everyone drinks Budweiser. <laughs> like, why are you even bothering? But it's like, no, we're different and we're better. And if you come and try it and actually get the real experience, you will see that too. And so we're going to open up, you know, tap rooms and tasting rooms. And we're going we're, we're going to try to create an experience where mm-hmm. you're, other people are going to come. And you're going to say, damn it, I've got to go too. And I think that the growth of, of the craft breweries in America, especially the last 10 years, is something instructive to soccer, saying like, yeah, you're not Budweiser and you shouldn't try to be. You're not right. the NFL Absolutely. and you Absolutely. shouldn't try to be. Absolutely. You know, if you sometimes it's a hot day and you need something that will kind of hydrate you a bit and a Bud Light or a Miller Light hits the spot. But when you want something really tasty and meaningful to your community and important and different, well then, damn it, a craft brewery like Concrete Beach and like some of the other ones here in Wynwood too, they're going to offer that to you. And everywhere you go, you're going to get something a little bit different. And with soccer too, that's what it should be. Every place you're going to go, you're going to get an experience that's a little bit different. Like yeah, said, if, if I can jump in there. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the good thing, what I like about Miami FC is that we are Miami, you know? And, and it's great that like soccer teams in other areas, Detroit is a great example and you know and they, they they Detroit very well the whole community comes together 
because there's a very strong community spirit in somewhere like Detroit, same for Cincinnati, all these places that have a lot of followings. But I think what we need to embrace is being Miami, embracing that Hispanic part of Miami's DNA, embracing how cosmopolitan it is. I mean, you know, I'm a gringo and everything, and we all bring... <laughs> the gringo our, triangle. We all, we all bring our certain things to the table. And that's the thing that makes Miami unique and authentic. It's we're a little bit different. We're, and again, we're not better, we're different. Um, and you, you would have a very ex- different experience if you went into the Timbers. That's like the holy grail for North American supporters. Sure. But I think that rather than try and copy people, we're doing things our own way. And that's what I love about what we're doing. And coming down here is part of it. Getting away from the whole sports bar thing, supporting the local community, supporting your local business. And then a karmic thing will happen where these people come and support their local team. And that's amazing. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, yeah, I think you hit it on the head. Why, why bother boring down anymore? I think it's a perfect uh, description of kind of what we're all trying to do here. Um, we got a question before we proceed. Donde está la hood? Uh, from uh, Caro Gomo. La hood is behind the bar. Let's see if we can, if you're on the Facebook Live, you will see. El es donde? I'm learning Spanish. El es donde? 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 Está allí. Está allí. Gracias. So, you did it better than me. <laughs> I'm a little, I, I have a little bit more practice. But we finally are ready for the. Uh, I'm, being, I'm being nudged out of frame. No, no, no. no. We, got, we got a room enough for three. Yeah. Room enough for three. This is a menage a trois, a trois for. Uh, Just cover uh, your face with the microphone. Manchester City that, Soccer. Man. Uh, Drew, uh, Drew Hausman, acting president of Day Brigade and uh, regular great job. host. Doing a great job and regular host of Magic City Soccer on with this, and we, we actually can offer visual evidence. Go to our Facebook page, Magic City Soccer. Drew comes prepared with a show sheet. Show sheet. That's why he's the best, and that's why our episode oh. last week with just me and Omar had absurd errors and mistakes for which I apologize. Uh, there were errors, but it was and a good show. The errors and yeah. mistakes are kind of what defines Magic City Soccer <laughs> and sort of what I love about it. I, this is true. This I, is true. I will correct you, but I will go way off the off the path. So, so um, you, you need that that extra spice there. So we finally got Drew in. So Drew, I, Lee and I had a conversation about kind of the, the, the nature of this event and, and kind of the nature of local soccer, I guess. Um, but I think we we uh, the two of us have kind of bared down on that topic a bit. And again, you have these this lovely note sheet set up. I want to talk yeah. to you about the game last week, the Cosmos game, because I think there's a lot to be discussed there. That's um, what I'm talking about. What did you take away from that game? So uh, that game, I mean, we dominated them, and that's great to see against a defending champion. Obviously, their their roster wasn't the same as last year, but I mean, considering how many people we had out of our lineup compared to their uh, what would be considered their A team, I'm feeling really confident going in the into the home game. Uh, if I could just go on a rant for a minute, you know, we, we opened up with a scoring with Mares, uh, with the assist from Lahood. Lahood, sorry. Uh, we have the own goal from Richter, which was just a nice shot from Vincenzo Rinella, which kind of goes into the whole NASL mindset of just shoot the fucking ball. Sorry to curse, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Please go ahead. Lady um, Brigade in they, 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 they just played an amazing game, like a three-on-three. Three they did. Back. They really so they're did kind of high on endorphins. Yes. You'll have to forgive them. Yes, it's the come down from the, the, the wonderful uh, game. Um, but, yeah, I was saying, like, the, the whole Ranella aspect where it was just shoot the ball and stuff will happen for you. And <laughs> was it, it a shot or was it a cross? It was a cross, but, you know, just huck the ball in the goal. 
<laughs> it'll happen, you know. Maybe we need more crosses like that. What, um, what, what I thought, Joe, as well, is that um, you know we did have the penalty, which uh, which Richie oh, missed, and and that happens. Yeah. But I think the way that we came back from that, yeah, uh, was, was, to, was to be able to mentally recover from that. Right. Because it happened yeah. just before half time, and I think it's uh, it's a good sign for us that in certain other games last season, maybe we folded in certain parts. So to miss a penalty, come back, win three. 3-0 as you say in America um, <laughs> was, was a very encouraging sign uh, yeah the, the other one I was going to mention was uh, besides Poku's uh, most NASL goal of the year last year uh, <laughs> last we, game we, we have yeah sorry last game yeah, we yeah. have a contender though because the Pino goal was ridiculous Mason Trafford launched Mason the ball Mason Trafford there's a Mason ball. Trafford Mason Trafford <laughs> anyway Mason launched the ball on the turf, slipped, gets a Pino. The defender on Pino fucking slips too. Amazing goal, but it was that like that's why I love this league. NASLE. Like only in this league could that happen. Defender launch the ball, slip on the pass, but still execute it perfectly. Get to the target, the defender slips on it. Guy just takes over the ball and scores like And I think the fact that it happened on Rio OKC's old turf makes it even more NASL. Yeah. It's like it would be an NASL goal. But it's turf that we got from that team that went bust. Yeah. And the owner took the field away and gave it to the new owner of the New York Cosmos. It's amazing. <laughs> that doesn't happen anywhere else in the world. The thing I really enjoyed about this game, um, from kind of a macro standpoint instead of a micro standpoint, I will admit I, I was watching the game, but I was watching it from work. I, I, so I was kind of in and out. What I really took away from it, what I enjoyed, is that the Cosmos like a lot of the league went through such a tough time but they were the big boys they're the big dogs and they survive it they come out of it and so you think alright well they're, they're of course the freaking cosmos they can't put them down they're, they're inevitable it's you know life death taxes in the cosmos and they're coming back and they're now in this really lovely stadium I really enjoy that they're at MCU Park it, 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 was, it looked like a nice place to watch soccer yes. apart, away from the field they had that all like lighthouse with like the cosmos on it and everything. A very the parachute drop. Yes, a very the lighthouse. <laughs> a very unique experience. God bless any boat trying to freaking go into uh, Wales because yes. <laughs> <laughs> you may be guided by a carnival ride. <laughs> But so they've got this big crowd, a really good crowd that showed up for the Cosmos. Again, hats off to the Cosmos fans that are dedicated. And we go in there and set turns. House them. Yeah, you know, we did. Set turns. And that's the, isn't that the first time we've beaten the Cosmos as well? And it is. So it that's is. a marker. So, like, to, to go into their house and set the terms of discussion and debate for this year. You know, the, the North Carolina game was good. It was good. It was a good effort by the team. And you go on the road and get a point, that's great. But to go into the champion's house, and I don't care about, oh, the roster turnover, whatever. I don't care. They're the champs. They've got the trophy. They won the, they won the soccer bowl. The soccer um, bowl! Um, they won it. Um, I think that this is a real flagpole in the ground and saying, this is our league now. Deal with it. Come and take it back. You abdicated for a couple months. We came into your house. We took your flag from you. And now you've got to come and take it back. And uh, we got a question on the live chat from Dade Brigade member Michael Fuentes. Were the Cosmos really bad or was Miami FC really good last week? I think this is the ultimate. Here's, Here's the thing, though. I think you could ask this after any NASL game. Because there's a little bit of both. Because you've got quality on the field. 
but you have such a strange combination of quality. And I think as we move forward this year, looking at Miami FC, I think the question, the answer is going to be more Miami FC was good than other team was bad because of the continuity Can I and the talent. Quick, yes, yeah, please I, do. I, I think the thing is that um, last season maybe we were a bit of a disadvantage because we were the new kids on the block, and the tables have been turned a little bit. Yeah, because. Cosmos is like, will they, won't they? Then they have to throw this thing together last minute, pretty much like we did last season. So the tables are turned. And if those tables turning mean that last season the Cosmos won and this season we're going to win, well, I'll take that every day. But, you know, we, we were better prepared. Yeah. We, had a, we, had a, we had a good team. We made the right moves in the summer. Dylan Mares has come in, my new favourite player. Um, uh, you mean Queso Blanco? Queso Blanco. Okay. Um, Dylan Morris approved nickname. Breaking news, breaking news, breaking news. Approved. approved. Dylan come in. Everyone we've added to the team and that makeshift defense, holding strong, getting a shutout, and us winning the game. It's like, you just give us a trophy already. Just, just <laughs> give us a trophy already. <laughs> it's a procession, it's a championship march. Yeah, like 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 they were saying, it, it's kind of how we were unprepared for the beginning of last season. It's it's mixing the players together. So basically, you know, last in the first half of last season, we did terrible. But the Cosmos lost their top five goal scorers from last year. The top five people with goals Mr. from last yeah, year are out. You know, and they they you know they picked up uh, that's Amare from uh, the Strikers, which was a good pickup, <laughs> but he didn't that's start. Good, that's a good pickup. Yeah, and then that's a good pickup, but obviously it's an issue where they can't chill together. And not only that, the remaining players are not playing in a fir- uh, stadium familiar to them, so that's going to affect them. Now, if we can win this first half of the year and guarantee an entry into the Soccer Bowl, Drew, boom, uh, so it. Drew, do you, do you think that's the best case scenario for us to win the spring season, take the pressure off? And then we're sort of building up then to the soccer ball. I, I, I want it to be the case, but at the same time, if we win the first half of the season, I hope we don't get complacent. I hope they don't kind of yeah, come yeah. with the approach where saying, hey, we're already in the soccer ball. Let's try this experimental mixture and never kind of gel it together at the end of the year. Because that's kind of what we saw last year. Last year, there were a lot of strange substitutions in the end of the year, a lot of weird squads where we went on a nice run, but towards the end of the year, just anything we put together and again, we again, had injuries. Again, Drew, let me stop there. So what about if um, winning the spring season gives us the chance to focus on, say, the U.S. Open Cup? Dear God, we need to win those games. <laughs> because we haven't won now. We, haven't, we, ha- we had one game, we lost yeah. it, so we haven't won a U.S. Open Cup yeah. game. Well, and that's the other thing, too, because this year it's going to be a lot harder because USL and NASL are coming in at the same time. So we could be paired against another NASL team. You know, they can say, hey, first game you're playing Jacksonville Armada. Well, I'm confident we could beat the Jacksonville Armada, but it's just going to be a very strange pairing that we're not used to in the Open Cup. I mean, we have only played one game in it, but kind of non-traditional for the NASL. So, I mean, we... And, you know, Silva said it's, he's taking it serious, and last year was a huge letdown, but this is the year. Like, if, if we can beat a USL team, and that's kind of the whole strain of the league that I've, I was saying. The well, I would want to beat an MLS team. I, oh, I, completely. I, but I would, I would, but now, now it's a rougher road because you're playing teams in your league, and it depends how serious they want to take it. You're going to play the USL, and both. I feel like both leagues are going to kind of have their the chip on their shoulder so it's going to come down to... So, so we should have supported this playoff. There was a playoff vaunted between the winner of the NASL, champion of the NASL, and champion of the USL. 
Would, would, would you support that game? Yeah. Or do would you think it's a bit of a gimmick? Oh, no, it's, it's a gimmick, but I would still support it. And I mean, as long as, like, here's the thing, as long as people come out, if both, if both teams are profitable off that, I would say do it, you know? But, but do you think that maybe the USL has more to lose from that game than, than the NASL does? Completely. Because USL... That's why it's not yeah, happening, then, Yeah, it? yeah, that's why it's not happening, yeah, exactly. Well, I, I, I will say, in, in defense of the USL, which I, I don't think I've ever said and I won't say again, but I don't think uh, the NASL particularly wants that game either. Because no, if yeah. you lose it, was it, their idea yeah. though. Well, it was the old commissioner's idea, I guess. Yeah, I mean, shouts out to Bill Peterson. <laughs> I, I think that listening from his man cave in Connecticut. <laughs> I think both leagues realize now that you know they they've got to win on their own terms, and they don't want to toss all the work they may do for a year away on one game. Yeah. And and I think that I would love it. I would absolutely love it, and I would pay any amount of money to go see that game, especially if Miami FC were involved. But I think it would be a good game. I just think it would be a good game. Imagine what's on the line there. Like, everything that happened over the last 12 months, imagine what's on the line, thinking about, you know, who's the real daddy of Division Two soccer in, 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 in North America, let's say, because there's some Canadians. Eh? <laughs> but that's, that, part of the, that's part of the problem with the USL, though, because last year the league winners was the Red Bulls 2, and they average attendance 800 people a game. And some of the other MLS reserves, they get worse attendances. Yeah. Montreal, and then, Montreal never got above 200 or something yeah, like that. And then there's other independent USL teams that get 10,000, 6,000, 4,000. But, you know, a finals game with Jacksonville Armada and Red Bulls too, like, that would break my heart. Like, yeah. I, I, I just wouldn't want to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Sorry, Jacksonville Armada, league-owned. Section but. 9 of Infection 904. <laughs> But going back to this, um, I, I hope there. I hope we have healthy players for this game. Uh, everybody's looking at my show notes now, trying to. Yeah, like, like a, I like can't read it. School. I mean, it's like it's so. It's what, like what Egyptian hieroglyphics. Yeah, yeah. This was all done in the back of an Uber on the way here. But so okay. So from our bench, you know, it was very suspect because we suited up two goalkeepers, and anytime you have two goalkeepers suited you're up, you're gonna have yeah, a bad time. You're gonna have a bad time. We we pulled it out. So off the bench for the last game was goalkeeper uh, Ryan Herman, Lionel Brown, and then we had Blake Smith, uh, Johnny Steele, uh, Ariel Martinez, Vincenzo Arenela. But then another thing that hurt us, everybody was injured, uh, Gabriel Farfan had that suspension from the, the North Carolina game, which it's like, BS. he was one of the few healthy players, it, you know, yeah. it looked like he just kind of whipped around and the guy caught an elbow to the nose, you know, you're alright. So, I'm, di- I'm just going to run down a list of names of players that weren't eligible for the bench, and this, if you follow the team, this is going to be such a ridiculous amount of talented players. <laughs> so, Red Bernstein. Brilliant player. Brilliant player. Johnny Johnny Barajo. Assist leader from last season. Captain. Captain. Uh, Michelle. My bell. So they will keep on trapping on some. Trapping on some. That sounded like it was French, but I'm not sure. Uh, Michelle. uh, Then there was Cesario, which he got injured in that USA under-19 game. But... 
this would have been his time to shine. Like, if he was healthy, this could have been the, his breakout game. And that... that that's Tyler, kind of, Tyler Ruffin injured as well. Yeah, Tyler, Tyler Ruffin. But that's the thing that pains me, because, like, Cesario is this 18-year-old guy. Nobody knows shit about him. This would have been his perfect, like, breakout game, or at least to be on the bench, see a couple of professional minutes, but he got banged up in that. Uh, also, Altadon, uh, who knows what's going on with Brad Russin, and... Uh, ah. And uh, and Dennis, <laughs> and Dennis. Along. And well, Dennis. De- uh, Aaron Dennis, let me tell you, I like to think I have a little bit of an eye for a player, and Aaron Dennis has got bags of potential. Yeah. Like he's a that big, strong striker, and it's a, it's it's a shame that he. I think he has a long-term injury, and that's a real shame. Well, the, the other thing is too. Uh, I mean, I don't even know if for sure it's a long-term injury, but the thing is, we're we're striker heavy right now. All of our strikers seem to be healthy. Like we have. You know, Ariel Martinez can be played there. Uh, you know, there's a couple other guys that can play there. But it's just we need our midfielders and our defense. And that's the thing. Last year, you know, we were kind of this midfield heavy team. And now it's like, you know, LaHood is playing right back <laughs> as captain for the game against the Cosmos, which is kind of bizarro land. If you if you ended last year and said that, everybody would say, uh, you know, what? I think that's the big thing to take away f- from this game. <laughs> Julian Pearson. Bashio is love. Bashio is life. This, uh, we, we need to give more oh, of a shout out. Wait, wait, wait. We have a request. Queso Blanco shirt. Okay, that, don't get ahead of yourself. We're, we got not one that, shirt at a time. But... It's up here. It's right up here, okay? But um, that's the thing. To me, last season was fighting and scraping and trying to figure out what the hell we're going to do as a team. This year is like, oh, we've got to play Michael LaHood at right back? Okay, sure. Why not? To me, that's the biggest change. Really? I, I Again, I like the... <laughs> I like I like the, the the macro more than the micro. I, I'm 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 knowledgeable about soccer. I'm not a genius about it, but I like big picture and big trends. And to me, the fact that we go in to New York with Michael LaHood playing it right back, and we get out of there with a win, that's the story. That's the story right there. The fact that this team is able to coordinate itself and figure itself out enough and say, okay, well we've got adversity and difficulty. Screw it. We're going to go in and win. But I think I think That's that, I, to, I, and I have been one of the most. At times, I have been a little bit down on Nesta. Oh, but at um, times, uh, but I, to, I have been the most uh, many downgrade at right, times. Walk this back. Walk right. this back. So, um, but I think that putting the hood at right back was was a very very smart choice. You know, he can play in the centre and on the right of midfield. So to slot him back there, he didn't put a foot wrong. And uh, I was still saying that Dylan was better of the match, but like he he did a great job back there. Who else is going to put that? But yeah. you can convert a central midfielder into a right back very well, easily. And not only that, LaHood had the assist, uh, Dylan. I will say, I think this. We is... won't get on to what I think about the assist stat right now. Uh, but, um, but yeah, he did a great job. He did a great job. I, and I think this is illustrative of a point that we talked about during the preseason that. Everyone's a year more experienced, and that includes right. management and the coaching staff. Totally. That, you know, the, the first year spring season, yeah, a little shaky. A little, more than a little shaky. But looking at it now, you can I, it's the thing I said after the first game, where it's like you can see what's trying to be done. 
Does it work all the time? No, but you can absolutely see what the intent of the team is now. And to me, that's the uh, again another big macro step. Listen, listen, we're top of the league after two games, and we now have three games at home. That's right. So yes. it's like if, you know, and I think it's entirely possible we can win those three games. And it's like we're over the hills and far away. It's like everyone's just sort of <laughs> battling out for like two places. We're up in Swansea. Second place. So good. <laughs> Don't bring up Swansea. We agreed we were going to do Yeah, we all agreed oh, we didn't. I wasn't here for that. Oh yeah, you weren't here for that. That's right. We're not going to pull an Omo Mubayet and talk about uh, talk about the no. uh, Premier League. But um, yeah, let's bring this thing in for a landing. I actually do oh. want to bring on Natasha Moya yeah. of the Lady Brigade. Well, we'll Why is uh, your prediction from the home opener? Lee will be drunk because it's his birthday. <laughs> yeah, they say it's your birthday. Um, so that's absolutely take that to the bank, Omar. Make a bet on that. Um, we'll win. We'll win. <laughs> yeah. I, I so, say I say we'll win one nothing. Two one. one. Now we're gonna smash him. It's smash gonna him? be like okay. three one seven three nothing, one, and I jump like on that. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna go goal crazy. Okay. Hold on. I, so, I, I will. I will put. A, I will put a promise. If we win seven nothing, I will jump on the field and get thrown out of the stadium. So I. I will make a prediction saying it's going to be closer than the last game. Yeah. I. I think this is the. You, oh, it's home. You're going to smash him. I'm not going to go with the smash. Yeah. But I'm going to go two one. I say yeah, it's my I'm going to no, go for a smashing uh, three smashing. one four one for my birthday. So Lee's playing big. He's taking a big swing at it, which I appreciate. Well, and Omar's not here to tell us about what Orlando City will do. <laughs> so, like, we, there's no Orlando City update today. We'll have to concentrate on Miami FC. For there's also no Tom Rowe updated in the Florida Panthers. Oh, no. So we're burying all that. Um, so I want to get Natasha Moya on, who is the president of the Lady Brigade. Yes! So I'm going to change out. Two. And, and make this podcast 100% more visually appealing. With a touch, with a touch, with a touch, with a touch, All right, we've got Natasha. Drew is lingering the background awkwardly. We also have Caroline Gomez, who uh, also happens to be my wife. Um, we've also got Eric uh, up in here, Jess. Um, there we are. So. What? Uh, Natasha, what? I'm here. Oh, no, I thought you were doing this. Oh. <laughs> no, so now, now it's my turn to tell Drew, get me a beer. Drew, get yeah, me a beer. Drew, get me a beer. Get me a beer. Stop, stop. So, Natasha, first off, um, excellent effort in the 3v3 game earlier. Thank you. Thank uh, you very much. Tell us a little bit about your goal. Well, uh, my goal was flawless, of course. I have to agree with that. No, I've uh, I've been practicing a lot. You know, I played for like nine years. Took like a ten year break. <laughs> and, and you know, and yes. I got a great comeback. You know, so better than Miami FC inspired me to come back. And, also the free and here we are. You know, we're here. And I got a free jersey. The free the free jersey helped. We got a free jersey and a free beer. And we're back. Embarrassing a bunch of dudes. They're concerned about the jersey. She's concerned about the love of the game. That's what matters. That's what really matters. So, uh, Natasha, I, I, w- I want to talk to you because you are the president of the Lady Brigade. <laughs> I have great, I have, um, I have a great board of uh, Lady Brigade members, and I couldn't yes. do it without them. Which are, they are again. So oh, wait, if you're on the live chat, you can see them. They're right over here. I'm just here. She's here, so she won't get fined. Um, so yeah, you, you and Drew are like the uh, Christina and Nelson Kirchner 
of uh, of uh, the Day Brigade, power couple. Thank you. Um, so what's in mind for the Lady Brigade this year? You know, we just are trying to attract so many female followers because, first of all, the Miami FC team, they're all babes. We love all of them. This but is true. Other, this than is true. Being, other than being extremely attractive, <laughs> they're awesome players, they're wholehearted, and we just love them, man. We, we love to see them play, and on and off the field, they're just sweethearts, and it's just a lot of fun. And, you know, we want to get a lot of girls involved because the more girls... The more power there is. Yeah. We can't have a sausage fest. This is true. Yeah, we yeah. can't have a sausage fest. <laughs> we need, we need no one wants that. Out there. Again. More flower power. <laughs> it's me, Lee, and, and Drew, and it's uh, the, 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 the attractiveness uh, lags. The Lady Brigade <laughs> definitely helps. Um, but, yeah, the, the thing that I think has been the Lady Brigade caught on from game one last year in Broward at the Strikers. Actually, before game one, it started at the launch party. This is true. It started at the launch party. I was there, and I may have been one of the very few females there. And I said, Day Brigade, we need a Lady Brigade, off of a drunk idea, and it just snowballed into what it is now, and I love it. There's so many girls involved, and, you know, I couldn't be happier with the turnout. And, you know, we want more girls and more people just to, to join so we can get a huge crowd in the brigade end and just go all out for the team. You know, I think the I think the Lady Brigade is kind of uniquely positioned, like, a, 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 you know, we're all under the same umbrella. But kind of a, lot of, a lot of people think sports is for men and testosterone and ugh. And well, when it comes to soccer, like no, the best soccer players in the United States, the one that achieved the most success. I'm sorry, the women's team are the women's team. The world Anything you guys can do, we can do better. Yes, no, I, uh, you know, I love our men's <laughs> team too, boobs. and I'm out and with, with boobs. Yeah, <laughs> we play I'm, better soccer, and we're pretty, and we look better. Yeah, <laughs> this is absolutely true. Um, but yeah, I, I think that. Part of the fact that in the United States, soccer is not a men-dominated sport. It's a it's a it's a sport shared by both genders. I think that that creates a really good opportunity Absolutely. for a supporters group that supports both men and women. Yes, I agree, one hundred percent. And I think that you know, the better that Miami FC does, everyone's going to want to get into it. We're going to get more people um, coming to the games, coming to the tailgates, and just having fun and get the real Day Brigade and Lady Brigade experience. And Come for the tailgates, stay for the game. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's a good way to put it because the tailgate's a hell of a lot of fun. And you know what? We, we have the... Exactly. <laughs> we have the drum line too. So you know what? They pump us up. They get us All dancing. And <laughs> it's just a fun, fun time. Like, I can't, I can't tell you how much fun it is. And the yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely I definitely encourage you if you're on the fence if you're watching this and you're on the fence which seems unlikely but if you're watching this and you're on the fence about this team come out for a tailgate show up around 5 o'clock on a game day and really immerse yourself and if you're not sold by the start of the game that what we're doing is a hell of a lot of fun then hit the road it's not for you that's okay we promise you at least drink a beer with us yeah, have, have a, a couple beers, one. have a wine. My, have, my a wife. have a boo-boo-zella <laughs> bong. Have a boo-boo-zella bong with us. <laughs> That's fun. That's where the real fun is. Um, That's where the creative so, is. <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, you know, Natasha, I think Natasha is the most competent leader of anything when it comes to Miami FC and organizing. Like I said, I can't do it without my girls. We're a team. We're a team where we're the girl power all the way. And you know what? If it wasn't for my bitches, I couldn't get through it alone. So if you're curious about on the Magic City Soccer introduction, who says it's Magic City Soccer bitches? Oh, no. The woman right here. I actually cringe every time. What's your lady brigade name? Hey, photo I have to take a, 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 a water tour. Oh. <laughs> we got a game Saturday. Michael LaHood, yes, yes. Yeah. So. Say hello to all my Latinas and Miami ladies. <laughs> Michael LaHood, the best, the best. So, Natasha, pump yes. the Lady Brigade, push, pump your social media where people can find out more. All right, well, you know what? Uh, we're too cool for school, so we only have an Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, at the Lady Brigade. Get that we drink beer. beer. We have fun. We get down. So, you know what? Cheers to Miami FC. We make people yeah. twerk. We make people twerk. You know what? Come out. Have a good time with us. <laughs> You don't want to be part of the day, the day brigade. You're a part of the lady brigade. So I'll drink to that. If you're Cheers. a lady in the day brigade, you're part of the lady brigade. <laughs> yes. So Natasha, thank you very no, much. Thank you guys. Magic City Soccer coming through with the one-two. Matthew, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you to me. I'm great. I'm awesome. Thank you to Lee Eifens for joining us. Everyone's favorite Welshman jumping in the Facebook Live video. There's only one Lee Eifens. There's only one Lee Eifens. <laughs> so uh, thank you to Jess and Caro Gomez, yeah! Gomez for joining us as well. Thank you to President of the Dade Brigade, Drew Hausman, for joining, uh, for bringing us all the uh, show sheet intelligence that he does every week. And uh, thank you for listening and joining us on this uh, Facebook Live experiment. I think it was a success. Uh, I've been Matthew Bunch, and let's wrap this thing up. Woo! Uh, this is Magic City guys. Soccer. We'll see you next week. Go Miami FC and, and go, go Miami, Miami Soccer. soccer.